Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, America continues to limp toward tyranny. When you have a case that is open and shut, that a lawyer tried to pass information onto the Federal Bureau of Investigation, with the knowledge of Hillary Clinton. They leaked it to the media and triggered the entire Russia collusion investigation that dragged this country down for two and a half years, but served the purpose of the Democrats and the media and the other Marxist reprobates. And as I explained the other week, the case was in front of a jury that was not Objective. Three donors to the Clinton campaign and others, even the judge, his wife, an active Democrat. So let me be the first to use the phrase what you saw today was jury nullification. 2016, Sussman walks into the FBI into the general counsel and uh, there were limits placed on the prosecution the prosecutors couldn't show more about how the false claim was all set in motion so the judge limited what the prosecution could do the jury had individuals that were Clinton, Hillary Clinton supporters. The testimony from her former campaign chairman that she gave the okay to leak the information to the media 
which was assumed by many of us, but was sworn to under oath, was remarkable. Now, I don't know how much better evidence you need than a lawyer charging the Clinton campaign for his visit to and time speaking to the FBI, in this case the general counsel, about the very subject that is the subject of the criminal litigation. What else do you need? What else do you need? And yet he's found innocent. Until and unless these cases somehow can get out of Washington, D.C., whether it's the January 6th cases and people accused of trespassing and parading on the Capitol grounds, and I'm not talking about violent individuals or individuals waved into the building. Violent individuals, violent on any circumstances, or doing damage should be charged. Unless, of course, you're Antifa or Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020. That's a whole other story. But the fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, you and I had a hunch, more than a hunch, that Durham couldn't win this case, no matter how strong it was, in Washington, D.C., with that judge and that jury. And he didn't. It's not because the case wasn't sound. It's not because the case wasn't overwhelming. It was. It's because the jurors are all, if not mostly, Democrats, and so was the judge. Jury nullification. Judicial nullification. a big deal you uh, you see the Supreme Court now the investigator for the Supreme Court has asked all the law clerks and perhaps others for their telephones and their telephone records their cell phones I suspect what you'll find is that some of these individuals have leaked to the media and their Democrat friends have leaked to the media and their Democrat friends, and not just in this one instance. We'll see how many of them object to having their phones taken by their employer. And then we have the January 6th committee, which is day in and day out violating the United States Constitution working with the Department of Justice, in the end, certainly. And here's a piece by a radical left rag called Salon, by Chauncey de Vega. Excuse me, Chauncey. Chauncey? Does Chauncey wear a bow tie? Does he wear... Um, That doesn't matter. Merrick Garland, quote, fears no person, says legal scholar Norm Eisen, whoever the hell that is, and he's coming for Trump. And Politico reported earlier today uh, that Peter, Peter 
Navarro has said that he has now been summoned in front of a grand jury. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? Like other forms of fascism, authoritarianism, and reactionary politics, Donald Trump's so-called movement is a symptom of deeper problems in society, not the cause. Trumpism is not a boil that can be lanced, thereby ending the infection. It's more like a tumor growing from the bones, ladies and gentlemen. This is a radical left neo-Marxist operation, in my view, but nonetheless. It's not exactly true that the Republican Party was conquered or taken over by the Trump movement. As many observers still perceive it, the seeds of Trumpism were planted in Republican soil decades ago and founded a hospitable environment. It's more accurate to perceive Trumpism as the next evolutionary, more properly devolutionary stage of the Republican Party and the overall conservative movement. It's where right-wing politics were going in America, whether leading conservatives understood that or not. To discuss the current state of the Trump movement, America's efforts to defeat it, I recently reached out to Norman Eisen, a senior fellow in governance at the radical left, he doesn't say it, I do, Brookings Institution. He served as special counsel to the House Judiciary Committee during Donald Trump's first impeachment. Wow! Is the author of the new book, Overcoming Trumpery, How to Restore Ethics, the Rule of Law and Democracy. That's right. Turn to the Democrats. They'll show you how to do it. He calls Trumpery a combination of disdain for ethical restrictions, assault on the rule of law, incessant falsehood and disinformation. The shameless pursuit of personal and political interest, not the public interest, the exploitation and exacerbation of political division and attacks on democracy itself. He also discusses why the Republican Party so enthusiastically mated with Trumpism in its quest for autocratic and near dictatorial power and control over American government and society. These people are sick. They are unhinged. They are unbalanced. Toward the end of this conversation, Eisen counsels patience with Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Justice Department, suggesting that the upcoming House committee hearings on the events of January 6th will be crucial in holding Donald Trump and his cabal accountable for their obvious or likely crimes against democracy. Now, these two head cases, in truth, are predicting something that I predicted and I'm concerned about. And that is that Merrick Garland, who went after the parents of this country and still is, who went after Republican legislatures with whom he disagrees, and that was the only reason he did it, who abused his use of the Voting Rights Act to try and help the Democrats on redistricting, who is an extraordinary hack who sat on his hands for days as certain Supreme Court justices with whom he disagreed had their homes and lives threatened despite the fact a federal statute compelled him to take action. And to my knowledge, nobody, hello, nobody's been charged with any crimes as a result of violating that clear federal statute. But committee members have been leaking and have been on the record, including Dizzy Lizzie, including Adam Schiffless, including Raskin the Red, and the rest of the reprobates, 
then in essence this is a criminal pursuit. Thereby confessing to the unconstitutionality and illegal and illegality. Illegality, I actually can say it. Of their pursuits. Because no committee of Congress has the authority to commit resources or to conduct a criminal investigation. And now they say they're going to share their transcripts with the criminal division. They always were, ladies and gentlemen. As I've told you before, they circumvented the Constitutional's protections in criminal matters. And criminal statutory protections that individuals have when they think or know they might be threatened by federal investigation or charges. But in this case, this committee camouflaged its true purposes at first, and now it's out of the closet, that it needed to secure the Capitol building. But that was always a ruse, as I explained to you, because not once did they call the wife of the drunk, Nancy Pelosi, to testify. Not once did they ask the wife of the drunk for her texts. Not once did they ask the wife of the drunk for her emails. Not once did they ask to speak to her staff and her inner circle. Did they? Not once. Nancy. A couple questions. Nancy. What did you do to prepare for January 6th? Seems like a fair question. Nancy. Better yet, Eva. Were you asked if you would like some National Guardsmen to assist in protecting the Capitol building? Nancy. Better yet, Eva. What did you do to muscle up the Capitol Police? Nancy. Better yet, Eva. What did you do to call in the Metropolitan Police? What did you do 24 hours before, 48 hours before, a week before January 6th? What did you do during January 6th, the day after January 6th, the day after the day after January 6th? May we have your phone records? No? Okay. Well, we'll go around your back and get them from your cell company. Without informing you, we will subpoena those records. We will find out. As a matter of fact, Nancy, you don't have to give us anything. We're just a committee of Congress trying to figure out how to legislate. And I hope the Republicans take the brass knuckles to these people. Politically, of course. And so now we know, it's underscored, there is a grand jury. And the purpose of this grand jury, ladies and gentlemen, let me be abundantly clear to you is an effort by the opposition party which populates the upper levels of the United States Department of Justice which has been gunning for Donald Trump from day one the Department of Justice and the FBI the purpose is to try and cobble together some far-flung theory 
on indicting former President Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Oh, that's pretty funny. Officials asked for more money to investigate how they lost money in COVID, Mr. Producer. Our buddy Joel Pollack at Breitbart reminds me a little bit about Norm Eisen. He had worked in the Obama administrations uh, as the ethics chief. Then he was pulled over to this uh, first impeachment committee for the Judiciary Committee. Uh, he was the ethics czar before that, Democrats' counsel. And they completely took out of context something Donald Trump said about he can do whatever he wants under Article 2. And he met that in the context and said it in the context of firing Mueller if he wanted to, which he never did, of course. And so they took that phrase completely out of context and used it. And that's what the chief Obama ethics czar Eisen did. And that's why Salon, uh, one of Moscow's favorite trash uh, sites, uh, if not G's, but definitely the Democrats, uh, that's why they go to him for information, you see, because... He's utterly and completely deceptive and unreliable. He deceptively edited a video of Trump in the Judiciary Committee. And that's, and that's what we're faced with. I said we're limping towards tyranny. What I should have said is we are in tyranny right now. It's surrounding us. I've got more to say. I want to get into this gun issue and Uvalde and so forth. We'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. 
Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Let me see if I can put this in an understandable and straightforward way. When it comes to violence, crime, murder, law and order, the civil society. Democrats don't believe in law and order. Democrats don't believe in law and order. They don't believe in putting criminals away. They fight for cashless bail. They fight for bail reform, which allows recidivists, violent recidivists back on the street. They and their sugar daddy Soros put in place Marxist prosecutors who do not believe in prosecuting criminals. They populate the judiciary with activists, soft on crime judges. They've been depopulating our prisons, defunding or slashing the budgets of police. Tell me, tell me, what policies do they promote that supports law and order? What policies do they promote that promotes public safety? What policies do they promote that will bring down violence? The worst violence occurs where the Democrats run everything. Everything! Mayors, city council, police chiefs, everything. They run everything. The courts, the prosecutors. Why do you think people are leaving New York City? Why do you think people are leaving L.A.? Why do you think people are leaving Philadelphia? Tell me. Which major top 10 city in America has a population growth as opposed to depopulation? People aren't stupid. So we're supposed to turn law and order and safety over to the Democrats because they have an idea. Gun control. Who the hell owns our public schools in this country? The Democrat Party. They run them from top to bottom. From top to bottom. Biden doesn't think we have to harden our schools, he said today, as you'll hear. And he's talking about 9mm handguns that now need to be Removed. Handguns. I thought it was AR-15s. What they call assault rifles. No. Handguns. So Biden has exposed what the agenda is. It's not quote-unquote assault rifles. It's not quote-unquote assault weapons. It's handguns, pistols, to protect yourself. 
U.S. murder rate, highest it's been in 25 years as big cities shatter records. January 18, 2022, Fox. 2021 ended with several cities, Chicago, New York, L.A., Minneapolis, to name a few, reporting upticks in murders. Do you know how many people are murdered in the country every year? Almost 20,000. Almost 20,000. Wow. The murder rate was estimated to be 6.9 murders per 100,000 in 2021, just over 0.5 lower than 1996 murder rate of 7.4, according to the FBI data. Examined by data analyst Jeff Asher and shared by the New York Times, 96 being the highest. It's the closest the nation has come to the high crime scourge of the early 90s. The FBI estimated that 19,645 people were murdered in 1996. Meanwhile, 2021 ended with several cities, New York, Chicago, L.A., Minneapolis, to name a few, reporting upticks in murders. Former New York Police Department NYPD Commissioner Howard Safer attributed the higher murder numbers last year to several factors, including cancel culture and woke mentality that assumes that police are racist and brutal. He also pointed to soft on crime policies and lack of support for police. If crimes continue to be committed in large numbers and police continue not to have the backing of politicians and the public, then they're not going to do their job the way they did when I was commissioner, he said. He was at the helm of the NYPD from 96 to 2000, said he reduced New York City crime by 38% by the time his tenure ended. He noted the majority of crimes in America are linked to drugs and guns, and he means by that illegal guns. And it goes on. Record murder rates. Record murder rates. And, of course, we know that the enormous number of young black men who are murdered every single year are murdered by an enormous number of young black men. Almost 20,000 people murdered annually. That sounds to me like mass killings, doesn't it, to you, Mr. Producer? 20,000? Now, I understand that a case of single mass murder of children, of individuals because of their race, like in Buffalo and so forth, these are horrific You and I, we spent several days talking about it because it is horrific. It is horrific. But as I've also explained, to argue that it's guns, 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 and only guns is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And so it's difficult because you actually have to put facts on the table. This is from the Daily Caller about a year ago. I went back. It's still accurate today. 
the recent shootings in Atlanta and Boulder, and of course now, are driving a renewed push to ban assault-style rifles like the AR-15, but according to the FBI data, far more murders are committed with handguns, knives, or even hands and feet than the AR-15. The FBI's most recent data for 2019 shows that while firearms account for the vast majority of homicides, the number of homicides committed using a rifle is much smaller than the, that's 364. Obviously, in the mass shootings, it's higher. Handguns were listed as the primary weapons. Shotguns accounted for another 200. But knives were bigger than rifles, including the AR-15. But the AR-15 was used in Boulder, in Orlando, Parkland, Las Vegas, Aurora, Sandy Hook, the Waffle House, San Bernardino, Midland, Odessa, Poway Synagogue, Sutherland Springs, the Tree of Life Synagogue. That and a handgun was used in Texas. Another rifle was used in Buffalo. But they're not really focused on rifles because Biden let the cat out of the bag. They're focused on everything in terms of firearms. Cut one, Mr. Producer. You'll hear some helicopter noise, folks. Go. I saw the commandant. I asked him, I said, what's the difference? Why are so many people, not, not that many more people are being shot. This is now 20 years ago, 25 years. I said, why are they dying? And they showed me an a, 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 a x-ray. He said, a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung, and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. Okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me just say, it's my recollection that Senator Robert Kennedy, when he was running for president, he was assassinated by Sirhan Sirhan in Los Angeles after a campaign rally, was shot behind one of his ears in the head with a twenty-two caliber. I just wanted to point that out. that these are in the hands of the wrong people, all weapons are horrific. All of them. Go ahead. Here these high caliber weapons. There is simply no rational basis for it in terms of what this is about self protection. The, the Constitution doesn't talk about a rational basis for the right to bear arms. And so there are certain restrictions states put in place. Certain, typically rational restrictions state put in pl- states put in place. But there is a rational basis for having a high caliber weapon. And that is, I can think of many, but I'll give you an example. Somebody breaks into your home. You think they're going to be carrying a twenty-two caliber pistol? Pistol? 
The only way to kill somebody with a weapon who comes into your home and threatens you and your children is to kill them. If they're coming into their, your home with guns blazing. So let's not pretend there's no rational basis. Go ahead. Actually, you could buy a cannon. I don't know of any situation where you couldn't buy a cannon. But that's irrelevant. What does that have to do with anything? Couldn't buy a cannon. If I wanted to buy a cannon today under certain circumstances, I could buy a cannon, depending on how old it is. Anyway, go ahead. Purchased a lot of weapons. And those who, not many are saying anymore, but there was a while. He said you couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapons at our founding. What, what is he talking about? There weren't a lot, a ton of varieties of weapons in the sense of advanced technologies and so forth. I'm not sure what he's talking about. He's not sure what he's talking about. Go ahead. That, you know, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots, and what we have to do is you have to be able to take on the government when they're wrong. Well, to do that, you need an F-15, you know? You need a... Right, this is the problem. This is the problem. Rambling on like a psycho. This is why we never get anywhere. Rambling on like a psycho. Kamala Harris, cut three, go. On the issue of gun violence, I will say, as I've said countless times, we are not sitting around waiting to figure out what the solution looks like. And see, this is the problem. She's got all the answers. One of the most dense people to ever be vice president of the United States, and that's saying a lot because she serves behind one of the most dense people to ever be president of the United States. We're not sitting around figuring out solutions. We've got the solution. We've got the solution. Just ban assault weapons. Now, what's an assault weapon? Is it a 9mm pistol? Is it a 35 uh, gun? Is it a 35 pistol? What is it? What's an assault weapon? Now, some of you who aren't familiar with weapons... You're not allowed to own an automatic weapon unless you get permission from the Treasury Department, which very few people do. These are called semi-automatic weapons. You have to pull the trigger for a bullet to fire. You don't just hold the trigger down and the bullets fire. And yet we're not discussing what happened in Uvalde, Texas. What happened was a complete breakdown of police leadership. A disastrous decision. And then you get the response, see, it doesn't help to have armed police in schools. It's helped on many, many occasions. The fact that it's imperfect, the fact that somebody made a bad decision, doesn't mean you don't protect schools, the physical structure, the exterior, the compound, the interior. But Biden said he doesn't believe in that. He doesn't believe in that. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. If an 18-year-old is not free to buy a weapon or rifle, then an 18-year-old shouldn't be subjected to the draft if there's going to be a draft. It's that simple. It's that simple. Even the Washington Post corrected Biden last time when he lied about uh, what guns couldn't can be bought before. You just heard what he said. Quote, some readers might think this is a relatively inconsequential flub, but we disagree. The Washington Post wrote last year, as pointed out in town hall, every U.S. president is responsible to get American history correct, especially when he's using a supposed history lesson in service of a political objective. The president's push for more gun restrictions is an important part of his political platform, so he undercuts his cause when he cites false facts. There was no law preventing citizens from buying any weapons. If you wanted to buy a cannon, you could buy a cannon. And so he undercuts his own stupidity with more stupidity. Joe Biden is a one-man wrecking ball. In so many respects in this country, he's on a quest to destroy one aspect of our society after another. Of course, no one supports him more than the reprobate media. So my question is this, the corrupt media, are they ever going to tell us the truth about anything? Are they ever going to tell us the truth about anything? The answer is no. They're not. So here we have Congress quote-unquote, a bipartisan group of senators negotiating legislation on a factually flawed basis with priorities given to that which will not solve a damn thing and taking substantive issues off the table. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 
877-381-3811. When the last people you want in charge of security in this nation are the people that provide so really very, very poor security for the people they already represent in the cities and in the states. I mean, Asa Hutchison was on CNN. He did okay, but he's one of these rhinos. He's the governor of Arkansas. He's announced that he wants to run for president. Why, I don't know. Why, I don't know. He's he's like George H.W. Bush or George W. Bush, but without the charisma. Of course, neither of them had much charisma. And I'm not, it's not a put down, it's just the way it is. But listen to this. Cut for go. There's this bipartisan meeting today. And the word that we use there is common ground. So I'm wondering, what's the one area? And I'm talking about guns here, not as much. So you as- see, I'm only talking about guns. That's it. And the Republicans should say, well, we're not only talking about guns. We're talking about a whole host of issues. What's one of the issues that's not even discussed, ladies and gentlemen? What is the record? of the number of prosecutions brought against people who currently violate our gun laws in states and at the federal level. What is it? Do we even know? I mean, if they're not prosecuting people as a general rule, unless they showed up on January 6th, then what is the rule? Go ahead. What's the one area on gun safety where you think there could be common ground? Well, first of all, I think you've got to be able to talk about... uh the uh, AR-15 style weapons and uh, whether that's an 18 or 21 age. Uh, You have to at least have a conversation about that. The Uh, AR-15 style weapons. I just told you that rifles, when it comes to murder as a general matter, play a very small role. Smaller than knives and much smaller than pistols. So what is the discussion about the AR-15? Do you have an AR-15, Mr. Producer? You're in New York. Mr. Call Screener's in New Jersey. So you guys probably have slingshots or something. I have an AR-15. It's, there's, there's nothing fancy about it. The load it takes... That is the kind of bullet. It, there's nothing fancy about it. There are much bigger rifles and bigger weapons and faster shooting weapons. So we need to have a discussion about the AR-15 style weapons. But you know where this is going. Joe Biden told you, and it's not the first time he has said this. It's going to go to 9mm. 9mm pistol, uh, excuse me, gun is the most popular gun in America. It is a gun used by many police departments, many target (coughs) shooters, many people have it for protection in their home. So what are they going to do? I just just don't see how this solves anything. Okay, you can't buy an AR-15 style weapon. Okay. Then I'll buy a different weapon. And with this government, there is a slippery slope. That's the problem when it comes to the First Amendment, when it comes to 
even justice as a rule. We saw what happened today in a courtroom. We saw what a jury did. Jury nullification. We saw what happened. 92% of those who voted in the last presidential election in Washington, D.C. voted for Joe Biden. 92%. I don't think Saddam Hussein got 92% when he had his phony elections, did he? And then you're going to pick a jury pool where you have donors to the Clinton, not just voters, donors to the Clinton campaign on the jury. And in six hours, they find Sussman innocent. Even though my view, he was, they had him dead to rights. That's just my view. I didn't even think it was a close call. So if the reporters were knowledgeable and they were serious, they would say to the various politicians who come in, look, we've got murder going through the roof in this country. We have done a real number on the police. We're depopulating prisons. That is an objective. We're attacking cashless bail. We call bail reform, letting out recidivists. We have prosecutors who won't prosecute. We have judges who won't incarcerate. You hear mayors, even Democrat mayors talk about this. The mayor of New York. You had a war on the cops. Shouldn't we discuss all this? We had left-wing federal judges, listen to me, starting in the 70s, but big push in the 80s, to let mental patients out of mental institutions. I'm not talking about people with mental issues. People are depressed or they're bipolar. Who don't go around killing people? They don't go around killing people. They don't go in the schoolrooms and slaughter people. The overwhelming majority don't any more than people who don't, quote-unquote, have mental issues. I'm talking about the mentally, truly insane. People who aren't cognitive anymore and so forth. So why isn't all of this on the table? And then the biggest issue of all which the media hate, which the left hate, because they've done so much to destroy our culture and society, the traditions, faith, God in the public square, and all these different... What has changed? Well, that's certainly changed. So the secularists in the media, the frauds, the phonies, and the buffoons, you dare to bring it up, you're under attack. And the moment I brought it up, I knew it would happen. It's this guy Waldman, or whatever the hell his name was, Rich. Something like that. What a kook. And so this is a big problem. You have people from Democrat cities who represent Democrat cities where murder's through the roof telling us how to reduce murder. They're, they control these cities. Lock, stock, and barrel. They control them. They control the public school system. And yet they're going to tell us what we need to do. And irrationally, they and their press are telling us what we're not going to discuss. 
what we are not going to do. They view it as a diversion. It gets into the way of their agenda. How can you not? Let's be honest. If you're going to ban the AR-15, or as Hutchison puts it, the AR-15-style weapons, from an 18-year-old or whatever, just generally even, or quote-unquote assault weapons, rifles, how can you not ban the 9mm? That's the logical end of this. If handguns are killing more people than rifles, if knives are involved in more homicides than rifles, if your feet and your hands and this is true, are involved in more homicides than rifles. Well, then obviously it's going to lead to pistols and guns, isn't it? Particularly if these other issues aren't allowed on the table. The Democrats always want mental health covered. Let's broaden health care, national health care, to cover mental issues. and blah, blah. Then when it comes to guns, oh, I see, you're trying to change the subject. Well, what's the subject? Murder. Not changing the subject. A rational human being is not going to take things off the table that may affect what's going on in the country. Now, for those of you who claim to be little d Democrats and populists, let this be a lesson to you. What do you mean, Mark? Constitutional conservatism, small r, small r republicanism. We do not believe in democracy, pure democracy. We do not believe in populism. We believe in unalienable rights and natural law and so forth. There's a place for voting and there's a place for democracy within the context of what I'm talking about, not in and of itself. Now, why do I say that? Because our framers were brilliant and they decided not to set up a parliament. Why is that? Well, Justin Trudeau is going to tell you at his press conference yesterday why that is. Cut seven, go. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. As a further part of this new legislation, we're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. This is why we don't support populism or pure democracy. This is why the framers did not. It wasn't the French Revolution, it was the American Revolution. So in other words, let me reinterpret this. Only those who have weapons will be able to have weapons. 
Only those who have money will have weapons. There will become a black market for weapons. Increasing criminality, so mostly criminals will have weapons and mostly new weapons. This won't bring down crime. Long gun magazines, in other words, rifle magazines, you can only hold five rounds. What about pistols? Five rounds. So if you feel you want to fire 15 bullets, what do you do, Mr. Producer? You buy three magazines. You buy three magazines. Or at home, people can actually change the capacity of their weapons. If you're a killer who's plotting and planning, or maybe you go to a different series of weapons altogether. Explosives. I don't know. I have not any idea, but you understand what I'm saying, folks. We're not a democracy. We're not populists. We're a constitutional republic. That's what we are. And this is why we're exactly that. Why five rounds? Why not two rounds? Why not all guns? Well, he did say all guns. I can hear Bernie Sanders now, or maybe in 10 years if he's still with us. Look what they do in Canada. In Canada, they do X, Y, Z. Look what they do in France. In France, they do X, Y, Z. Look what they do in Cuba. In Cuba, they do X, Y, Z. Right? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. If New York can't keep its subways safe with a police force, that has as its purpose to keep its subway safe. If Minneapolis can't keep its stores, its small businesses safe, 
if Los Angeles' prosecutor won't prosecute, San Francisco's prosecutor won't prosecute, if Loudoun County, Virginia's prosecutor won't prosecute, what makes everybody think that the Democrats have the answer to school shootings? Just by yelling gun control all the time, assault weapons all the time? Aren't there things that can be done that are a little bit more comprehensive and actually might prevent one of these slaughters? Does the Democrat Party have answers to anything? Baby formula? Open borders? Inflation? Gasoline prices? How about the education that actually occurs in our classrooms? How are they doing? How's their union doing? They run the media? How are the media doing when it comes to truth and information and actually providing the American people with factual information and news? How's that going? How are their librarians doing? You see this librarian in Fairfax County, Mr. Producer? Books on how to be a sex trafficker? Or be part of the sex trade? I mean, they figure, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Here's a how-to book. Did you hear about that one, folks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest about this. The Democrats own the cities. They own the public school systems. And some of the most criminally infested and dangerous places where people can't even live there, they're stuck there in many cases, or they they can't get out. And they're the ones that are going to have all the, the answers, right? We have the answer. Don't muscle up the schools with armed cops, preferably cops that are led by somebody who knows what the hell he's doing. Or protect the compound. Yeah, we favor infrastructure, but Biden doesn't favor infrastructure when it comes to protecting the schools. It's an amazing thing. Or who was it? Tom Brokaw says we don't want to turn them in the jails. Turn them in the jails? What are you, an idiot? Oh, oh yes, I, here I am. What is? What do they drag him back on TV for? I'll be right back. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. 
or choose unlimited data and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Up to 50 subpoenas. Expected as grand jury begins Trump inquiry. This is D-N-Y-U-Z. And that's in Atlanta. With the Democrat elected prosecutor there. So she's going to do that. It's amazing, Mr. Producer, is it not? It is. It's really quite shocking, in my view, how this is all happening in these Democrat enclaves, including where the Department of Justice is located. It's just a. Uh, Armed home invaders wearing ski masks shoot homeowner, send him to hospital. This is the Blaze Media. But victim also has a gun and shoots both crooks dead. There's an instance where you want more than five bullets, Mr. Producer. And you want something a little stronger than a twenty-two caliber, wouldn't you say? I would think so. Post-millennial woman with gun shoots, kills man who arrives at graduation party shooting at guests. There's another perfect example of why you might want something a little stronger than a 22 caliber that might be able to shoot more than five bullets, I would say, to uh, Mr. Trudeau up in, in Canada. And God knows how many examples of this, like, uh, there must be. I mean, there must be a zillion of them. But we don't hear about them. And why don't we hear about them? Because they don't want you to know about them. That's why. Uh, but this is what I wanted to tell you. Finally found it. You folks ready for this? Biden is doubling down on a push to roll back single-family zoning laws. Now, there's so much to get to today. There's just no rational one step to the next other than we're surrounded by the spiraling tyranny like a whirlwind and they never stop it's not just a battle over ideas it's a battle over america this is route50.com infrastructure Biden is doubling down on a push to roll back single-family zoning laws, a $10 billion proposal in the president's budget would use federal grants as an incentive to spur changes with the local rules, which critics blame for stifling affordable housing and fueling racial inequities, of course. In a little-notice move, Biden's ramping up his push to get local governments to relax single-family zoning laws a type of land use policy that many critics blame for restricting the supply of affordable housing and that the president's own economic advisors have said systemically discriminated against black families. Now, the suburbs that ring most cities are more integrated than the cities. That is more diverse population. And there is nothing under the Constitution 
that grants the federal government any zoning authority whatsoever. So they want to use money to sort of buy off these Democrat supervisors. Biden in his March 26 budget request for the next fiscal year called for creating a $10 billion state and local grant program meant to encourage and support zoning changes that would allow more kinds of housing to go up, what are often white and wealthier neighborhoods. Unlike the estates he owns, unlike Rehoboth Beach where he goes to the ocean, unlike the Kennedy compound, unlike Mathis Vineyard or the place that Obama goes to and mostly white neighborhoods, unlike where most of the Democrat media live. And so, no, no, no. The proposed funding would dwarf a similar plan embedded in the president's now derailed Build Back Better package. The earlier initiative checked in at around $1.7 billion. The funding Biden has floated in his 2023 budget for, for the zoning-related program totals roughly six times that amount. Biden's new proposal would pump federal funding for affordable housing, road, water, sewer improvements to those communities willing to revamp zoning <laughs> codes. Money would also be available for costs like research and technical assistance. To win approval, the proposals in Biden's budget need enough support to clear Congress, including the narrowly divided Senate. The odds are that a major new federal program focused on zoning will be enacted into law. It's far from clear. I wonder what McConnell's doing about it. Maybe he's put together a bipartisan group. Maybe led by Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski to work on it. Still, the attention the issue is getting is notable. Zoning and residential land use policies are typically dealt with at the local level. It's more than zoning. It's also a money grab. They want to take money out of the suburban areas and feed it into the cities. And in essence, what they want to do is expand the metropolitan areas, expand the urban areas. That's what they want to do. More dense housing. More involvement by the Department of HUD bureaucrats who know nothing about your communities or anything else that's going on. If somebody wants to move into a community, they can move into a community. Well, you may need more money to move into one community or another. That applies to everybody. And you see, this is the problem. Everything's not about race, except if you're a Democrat and you run the government. Except if you're a Democrat and you run the government. These people are destroying everything in the Biden administration. They truly are. Talk about autocracy. This is autocracy. Talk about the misplacement and misuse of the justice system. You've seen it. The border's wide, wide open. Disaster. Department of Justice has a responsibility there. Why aren't they upholding it? Obviously, the Department of Homeland Security has no intention of upholding it. And we could go on and on, couldn't we, about this? Experts question how far a program like what Biden is proposing could go towards increasing access to affordable homes. I don't know about you folks. I live in a county called Loudoun County. You may have heard of it. Where the Democrats in the unions... And in the administration of the school system, including the school boards, are destroying the school system. Used to be one of the best. Destroying it. You know the reputation now out there. 
My kids went to that high school where that young lady was raped when they were high school age. It was a top-notch high school. Now they've all but destroyed it. Parents are fighting back to try and revive it, as well as the rest of the school system. You now have to worry about what the librarian's putting in the books in the in the library here, Fairfax County, other counties surrounding the area. This is right outside of Washington. Fairly well-to-do areas. They should be. They're taking most of your money. And it's shocking. And one disaster after another, they want more power. And here now, they want to change the entire zoning system for communities based on what bureaucrats and Marxist ideologues believe in Washington, D.C. They call it the reward for doing the right thing. It's really, they hate freedom, they hate competition, they hate free will, they think they know everything, they actually know nothing. This is why they hate me and hate my shows. I'm being honest, and hate my books. This is why. And by the way, American Marxism, you can order it now, is in Spanish. It's available to uh, our friends out there who speak Spanish more fluently than they speak English because I wanted to reach as many people as I possibly could to join the effort of liberty and constitutionalism and the rule of law and the civil society and all the wonderful things that make this country possible. So it is available if you speak Spanish more fluently than English or if you have family members or friends or people you work with and you want to acquire a copy, go ahead and order it. You'll get it soon from Amazon.com. Many stores wouldn't take it. Amazon's got it. Barnes & Noble will have it as well. I'm trying to reach into growing and various diverse and minority communities as well with our principles. I think it's an important thing, don't you, Mr. Producer? Let us share our principles and our concerns. The police chief of the Uvalde uh, school district area is not cooperating with the investigation. I guess he's lawyered up. Notice the Democrats never want to reform the slip and fall trial lawyers because they are one of their biggest donors. Just thought I'd mention what's taboo and what isn't. And some of the law clerks for the Supreme Court have also lawyered up. They don't want to give up their records. Hmm. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. 
You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. There is mayhem in the Biden White House. Mayhem. There are complaints from Biden that he makes these statements and then his own staff corrects him before they even speak to him. And so that does raise a very, very serious question. Who the hell's running this place? Who is running our government? This is a big deal. It's something we need to know. But it's something we're not going to know because the media are corrupt. And they're not interested in looking. And there's other problems, too. The African-Americans of the White House are leaving in significant numbers. Because they don't think Joe's doing anything. For the black community. I can't think of anything. He's certainly not going to support school choice. Right? That he's not going to do. And school choice to me is a big deal. And he's really not doing anything to reduce crime and crime-ridden areas, particularly in the inner city, where the only people that actually have guns in Chicago and New York and some of these other big cities are the criminals. And they're not sitting around for background checks or, uh, or these other laws that the Democrats have in mind. Just it's, it's so appalling. And uh, he's very upset that the people of America aren't giving him credit for the outstanding job that he's done. Did you know this? He's very upset at you. Because you're not thanking him for driving up the cost of food and gasoline and baby formula, if you can find it. In two months, it'll be available. So you babies, you just hang in there. Two months, 60 days. You'll be able to get your formula. Just hang in there. He's upset that you don't appreciate all the work he's put into the border in violating our immigration laws. I wish the Attorney General of the United States would put together a grand jury for that one, but he won't. He's he's completely befuddled that you don't support his executive orders, treating one citizen differently than another. Accusing more than half of the country of being racist. Not himself, of course. That excludes him and the lovely Jill. Dr. Jill, I should say. Excludes them, even though they're white, even though he was, of course, a renowned racist and segregationist. But we're not allowed to talk about that. So Joe's White House is a mess. Joe's mind is a mess. Joe's ego is hurt. Joe has no solutions. He put out a solution for inflation, Mr. Producer. It wasn't a solution. If you don't drive down the cost of energy, you're not going to address inflation. And if you don't cut out the nut job spending like drunken Marxists, you're not going to control inflation, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. 
When we come back, certainly not going to spend an hour on this because it's not worth it. Paul Pelosi. Apparently, Paul Pelosi was drinking and driving, and the media are trying to defend him and his uh, beautiful other half, Eva Stretch Pelosi. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. CNN. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, we call him Paul Pelosi, was arrested and charged with driving under the influence after being involved in a collision Saturday night. Law enforcement officials said Paul Pelosi, 82, was arrested at 11.44 p.m. Pacific time and charged with driving under the influence, DUI, and driving with a blood alcohol content of 0.08% or higher. According to the Napa County Criminal Justice Network's public booking report, both charges are misdemeanors. TMZ, the first to report it. Kind of wonder how they get on top of these things. They're pretty quick. Pelosi was attempting to cross 
SR29 when his 2021 Porsche, which clearly was not electric, was hit by a 2014 Jeep traveling northbound on the road, according to a collision report from the Highway Patrol, which doesn't identify either driver as being at fault in the crash. Troopers were called to the scene just before 10.30 p.m., the report said. There were no injuries reported in the crash, and the Jeep's driver was not arrested. CNN has reached out to the Highway Patrol Napa County Sheriff's Office for additional details. Bail was set as $5,000, according to the booking report, so he was taken in. And records indicate Pelosi was released Sunday morning, so he was taken in, and he was kept in holding through the night until the next morning. So he must have been drunk big time, ladies and gentlemen. Quote, the speaker will not be commenting on this private matter, which occurred while she was on the East Coast. That does not sound like she's throwing her husband under the under the bus, Mr. Reducer. I, hey, I wasn't involved. That big dummy, he did it. A statement from Drew Hamill, Pelosi spokes idiot. CNN reached out for an updated statement after the collision report was released. The speaker was in Rhode Island on Sunday to speak at Brown University's commencement ceremony. That's where all the Democrats are, speaking at commencement ceremonies. Paul Pelosi, a native of San Francisco, has been married to Nancy Pelosi since 1963. They have five children. Now, sadly, we learned more about him and his drive. What is it about Democrats and driving, by the way? I'm just curious. And this is quite sad, actually. New York Post... It's also in the Daily Mail. Nancy Pelosi's husband, that would be Paul Pelosi. This is the New York Post, killed his older brother in 1957 sports car crash report. Nancy Pelosi's husband, again, this is what it says, killed his older brother when he flipped the sports car in California 65 years before he was arrested over the weekend and charged with drunk driving, newspaper clippings show. Paul Pelosi was 16 when he crashed his car near San Mateo in the early hours of February 22, 1957. The Daily Mail reported, citing a local news report from the time. His brother, David Pelosi, 19, was likely strangled by a neck brace he'd been wearing due to previous neck fracture, according to the San Francisco Examiner report. Paul, who suffered a broken collarbone in the wreck, called for help after breaking free from his car. Highway Patrolman Thomas Gainley told the local outlet at the time that Paul said his older brother had urged him to slow down in the moments before the crash. This is a bad stretch. Better slow down, David is said to have told his brother. Paul told authorities he tried to shift gears and slow down, but lost control of his vehicle. The local report said, Quote, the car veered across the road, bounced back from a small embankment, climbed 20 feet up another, spun around and somersaulted simultaneously and ended upside down on the shoulder with both youths underneath. Jeez. The older brother was pronounced dead. He'd been out on a joyride at the time after Paul had picked up David from a girlfriend's house, according to the report. And the patrolman said he planned to cite Paul for misdemeanor manslaughter, but the case never made it to court. The then-teen was exonerated by a coroner's jury. 
Details of the fatal wreck emerged in the wake of Paul's arrest following his alleged drunken crash in Napa Valley this Saturday. Paul, now 82, was driving home alone from a dinner party when he crashed, as Laura told Fox News. As Laura said, Paul had stopped at an intersection before turning on the State Route 29 when his 2021 Porsche, quote, was hit on the back fender by a Jeep, unquote. He was released on $5,000 bail. And that's where that is. I sit here and I think to myself, what do I make of the coverage of this? For the most part, the corrupt media circling the wagons, trying to protect the Pelosi's. They're going to give out certain facts that are obvious from the police report and the local news report. They can't ignore that. But they're not going to look into the two, look into their marriage, write some gossip about it, get involved in it. You know, you won't see the Huffington Post and Slate and Salon and the pages of the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. Instead, we get Newsweek. I didn't even know it still existed, but it's a it's a barely existing website. A barely existing website. And it attacked conservatives for posting tweets, including, of course, me. So it's our fault. Now, this is the same media. Excuse me. These are the same media that brutalize the Trumps at any chance they get. They report lies about the Trumps, the most horrendous lies about Donald Trump. Not worried about the Russians targeting our soldiers, a lie, Russia collusion, a lie, and just on and on and on. And today, of course, in court, we had jury nullification or an attorney who had billed his client the Hillary Clinton campaign for the key meeting in which he tried to pass false information to, to trigger a, a, an investigation of Trump and the Trump campaign. And then they would leak it to the media, which Hillary nodded to do that whole incredibly dirty trick. It's found not guilty. Not guilty in a city that voted 92% for Biden. This is where the nation's capital is in that city, and this is why you can't get honest justice in a city like that when it was portrayed as Trump versus Clinton and also the judge in this case who used to work with a defendant in the Justice Department years back. was quite friendly with him, as I understand didn't recuse himself. And three jurors had been donors to the Clinton campaign, and one juror had been a donor to AOC's campaign. And another juror, I believe, had a daughter, although a year or two younger, who played in the same athletics team, athletic team as the defendant's daughter. Now, no court should conduct itself this way but it doesn't matter 
And so what's going to happen to Paul? He'll get slapped on the wrist. They're not going to put him in prison and keep him there as if he's parading or trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I didn't say break into or do violence. Parading or trespassing on the grass. Sussman's off. Paul Pelosi, the big dummy, he'll get slapped on the hand. But not true with so many others. And you got no less than one, two, three, four investigations of Donald Trump. Criminal investigations. And in my view, that includes this January 6th committee violating the Constitution and separation of powers. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait for an appellate court or even the Supreme Court one day to deal with this. But it needs to be dealt with that this committee of Congress has been a rogue committee conducting a criminal investigation. Even has former federal prosecutors and two former U.S. attorneys, apparently, on the staff, which tells you all you need to know. What does that have to do with a legislative purpose? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, our friends at Newsbusters are on the job, as always. You want to know how much coverage the three main networks gave to the Nancy Pelosi's husband? That's all they call him, Paul Pelosi, the big dummy, uh, to his DUI. Scott Whitlock over at Newsbusters. Paul Pelosi, uh, the three networks jumped into protection mode, allowing just 117 seconds total. ABC's coverage was the paltriest, just a scant 22 seconds on Sunday night. See, they have a built-in protection racket. It's unbelievable. The NBC and CBS Morning and Evening Newscast did slightly better. A still pathetic 39 seconds on NBC and 56 seconds on CBS. On the World News Tonight, Sunday, Lindsay Davis offered what would be the network's only coverage Tonight, Nancy Pelosi's husband is facing two misdemeanor counts of driving under the influence. Paul Pelosi, the husband of the speaker, was arrested late last night in Napa, California, accused of driving with a block alcohol content above .08. Paul Pelosi's 82 years old, was released on $5,000 bail. Speaker Pelosi has not commented on the arrest. On Sunday's CBS Weekend News, anchor Earl Barnett, who are these people? offered Pelosi PR, making sure to note that the Democratic speaker was nowhere near the scene. Quote, Speaker Pelosi released a statement saying she won't comment on this private matter that occurred, she says in her statement, while she was on the East Coast. On Monday's Today, Chanel Jones underlined the same point. The House speaker wasn't with her husband at the time. She was in Rhode Island to deliver the commencement address at Brown University. Here's the CBS morning coverage. Ready? And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband is free on bail after being arrested for suspicion of DUI. 82-year-old Paul Pelosi was stopped just before midnight on Saturday in Napa. He could face two misdemeanor charges, driving under the influence and driving with a blood alcohol content of .08 or higher. Speaker Pelosi was in Rhode Island this weekend giving a graduation speech. Ah, crap, what did I do with that? Hold on now. Oh, 
a graduation speech. ABC, allowing a scant 22 seconds. That shouldn't be shocking. Network has a long history of fawning over Speaker Pelosi. Back in January 2000, 2007, Good Morning America actually did a story on her picking up a speck of trash. That same, wait a minute. I just picked up a speck of trash. That same month, then, World News Tonight anchor Charles Gibson gushed over video of her holding a grandchild. Wait, I've held my grandchildren. Seemed the ultimate in multitasking, taking care of the children and the country. So the three big so-called networks, less than two minutes, not one of them more than one minute, one of them less than 30 seconds. Well, we covered that one now. On the Hunter Biden's life. I mean, no, no, we're not doing that one either. Do we have anything on Trump today? Yes, that's what we need. Trump. Told you there's a lot to cover here. And I got to keep moving. One of the things going on here I mentioned is Loudoun County. Shocking new Loudoun County. This is Virginia. And by the way, this is a message to everybody in every county in America with your school systems about school librarian and child sex workers. I mean, it, it just gets worse and worse. This is from Red State by Nicarama. We've seen all kinds of things being pushed in our schools now, and it's become a big election issue because of the concerns of parents. Parents upset over critical race theory and things like the lies told about the sexual assault case in Loudoun County are credited with helping to power Governor Glenn Youngkin to victory. In November, on a red wave, those issues are going to be big issues in the midterm elections as well. But if you thought that we'd hit the bottom of the barrel as to what might be pushed in the schools, the Daily Wire's Luke Rosiak, who's done a great job, has a story that shows that they just keep reaching lower. A Loudoun County, yes, them again, Sterling Middle School teacher grew concerned when she saw a parent's tweet about a book that was available in the school library, quote, Seeing Gender, unquote, which has a chapter title, quote, Sex Work is Not a Bad Term, unquote. Quote, a person may exchange sex or sexual activity for things they need or want, such as food, housing, hormones, drugs, gifts, or other resources, unquote, reads one shocking passage in the book. This is in the library. Prostitution is, quote, a job like being a store clerk, an architect, or a freelance writer. We all, unfortunately, have to do work to make a living. Some of us hate our jobs, and some of us love them. The same goes for those who do sex work. Sadly, sex work is generally misunderstood, unquote, the book states. By the way, you won't find any of my books in this library, will you, Mr. Producer? Too dangerous. That was bad enough, but when the concerned teacher went to the librarian, Stephanie Guido, to ask if this was available to kids, that's when things got even worse as the librarian started defending having the book in the library. Quote, she started talking about how there's kids who come to the library who do sex work. And this makes them feel vindicated, unquote, the teacher told police. Quote, as a teacher, if you get an individual student coming to you because you're abused, you have to go to police immediately. Guido allegedly said she marked the book as being for 8th graders. 
Quote, I said, what happens if a sixth grader checks it out? The teacher told police. She said, I have a conversation with them about it. I said, this is like a textbook for how to do this, including selling your body for hormone replacement therapy, the teacher said. She said, there's no pornography in it, so it doesn't matter, unquote. Yikes, the librarian allegedly admitted she'd been told by kids that they were doing sex work and she thought the book made them felt validated. The first thought, if you're told by a child that they're doing sex work, should be to immediately report it and get the child help, not being concerned about helping the child feel validated by what is a crime against them. It's not clear whether the librarian reported it because she's not talking to the Daily Wire, but if the librarian didn't report that to the police, it's a problem. The other teacher went to the police when she heard what the librarian had to say because she took that obligation to be a mandatory reporter seriously, according to the Daily Wire. And the Daily Wire listened to a recording of what had been reported to the police. I have to say, if you're able to get your kids out of these schools, I would do it. Some of you just can't. I got it. But if you can, you should do it. I'll be right back. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Politico, Biden sees exodus of black staffers and some frustration among those who remain. Hmm, what's going on with the formerly racist segregationist president? At least 21 black staffers, writes Daniel Lippman, have left the White House since late last year or are planning to leave soon. Some of those who remain say it's no wonder why. They describe a work environment with little support from their superiors and few chances for promotion. Although we do look at the press secretary, right, Mr. Producer? We were told LGBTQ+. The departures have been so pronounced that according to one current in one former White House official, some black aides have adopted a term for them, Blacksit. You know, Candace Owens adopted a term called Blexit, so they come pretty close to stealing that term. The first big exit came in December when Kamala Harris's senior advisor and chief spokesperson, Simone Sanders, announced she was leaving. Ultimately, for a gig at MSNBC, of course. Since then, Harris senior advisors Tina Flournoy, Ashley Etany, and Vincent Evans, and public engagement head Cedric Richmond have left. Public engagement aide Carissa Smith, gender policy aide Kalisha DeSource's figures, national security senior director Linda Etum, digital engagement, what are these titles? Digital Engagement Director, Cameron Trimble. Associate Counsel, I can't pronounce it. Chief of Staff, Ron Klain Advisors, Elizabeth Wilkins. Niat, can't pronounce it. Press Assistant, Natalie Austin. National Economic Council aides, Jolay Gamble and Connor Maxwell. And Presidential Personnel aides, Danielle O'Kay, Reggie Greer, and Ray Sean Dyson have all departed. Deputy White House Counsel, Danielle Conley, and Council of Economic Advisors A. Sherrod Griffin are among others planning to leave in the coming weeks, according to White House officials. First of all, you see it's a sinking ship. It's the ship Titanic Biden. So people are jumping ship. They don't want to be tainted by this. 
The exodus has raised concerns among outside advisors who push for the diversification of government rank. Now, they're not worried about the 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 management and the administration capabilities of the administration with people leaving. You know, the man with the finger on the nuclear button. No, no, no. They're worried about diversification. Quote, I've heard about an exodus of black staffers from the White House blacks it. And I am concerned, said Spencer Overton, president of the Joint Center for Political and Economic Studies, which tracks government staff diversity numbers. Black voters accounted for 22 percent of President Biden's voters in November 2020, he said. It's essential that black staffers are not only recruited to serve in senior, mid-level and junior White House positions, but are also included in major policy and personnel decisions and have opportunities for advancement. Unquote. Although you do have the vice president, right? You do have the press secretary. I'm just saying you do have the secretary of defense and there are others. I'm not defending Biden because it's his staff. That's the problem, obviously. White House official pushed back on those concerns, saying that around 14 percent of current White House staffers identify as black. They identify as black. Oh. In line with the national uh, na- in line with national proportions, they say, the official added that the numbers expected to increase as more black staffers are brought on board, and that 15% of the black staffers have been promoted in the last year. The president is incredibly proud to have built what continues to be the most diverse White House staff in history. He's committed to continuing historic representation for black staff in all communities, said White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's a normal time for turnover across the board in any administration, and black staff have been promoted at a higher rate than staff who are not diverse. Black staff that are not diverse. So they're discriminating. They just confessed to a violation of federal law. You're not supposed to be promoting people based on race, or the, or the lack of being diverse. A number of staffers who left, moreover, said it was on good terms. Some departures were for graduate school opportunities. Others went to different cabinet departments. Several said that, okay, let me just stop there. That's one, two, that's like six paragraphs in. It's a complete non-story. I mean, there's so much to report about Biden. He's such a lame brain. He's done such destruction to this country. In every corner of this country, in every way. And this is the story. Finally, you get to chapter six. Some of these people, uh, uh, paragraph six, some of these people went on to other departments or graduate school. So I'm just saying to you folks, there's a lot to criticize this fool for, but this is a non-story. If you don't get to paragraph five or six, you don't understand what's going on. People are moving around. Some have left. Some are moving around. If you're working at the White House, wouldn't you say, I got to get the hell out of here? What department can I go to, right? This is really stupid. I'm just saying. I'm not defending the clown. I'm just saying it's a stupid story. One more that's not stupid. And I'm ending with this purposely. And we'll take some calls. Washington Compost. Russian advances in Ukraine's east make a tipping point. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very concerned about this. 
you're not hearing a lot of whining from the Putin wing of the media and of the political parties, are you? The Putinoids are relatively silent because we have a big problem here if you believe in freedom and so forth. The Ukrainians, the news from the front lines is not encouraging. As the hundredth day since Russia launched its invasion nears, the tide of battle in Ukraine's east seems to be pulling in Moscow's favor. On Monday, Russian troops entered the outskirts of Severodonetsk, one of the last strategically significant cities in the Luhansk region still in Ukraine control. Should the city fall, it would give Russia and its proxy forces de facto authority over half of Donbas, the country's coveted eastern industrial heartland. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lyarov indicated that the current momentum was part of the Kremlin's newly focused aim. Our obvious objective is, of course, he said, to push the Ukrainian army and the Ukrainian battalions out of the Donetsk and Lonetsk regions. Amid rising fears among Western officials that Russia intends to annex territory in Donbass and Kherson, a region abutting already annexed Crimea. The Russian advance has been characterized by the same brutality and relentlessness of previous offensives. And observers report similar tactics to those deployed in the conquest of the port city of Maripol, with endless days and nights of artillery fire and missile strikes pulverizing urban areas. They're just raining down metal on us, a Ukrainian soldier wounded in the fighting told my colleagues. Eyewitnesses spoke of the stench of death, stalking the streets as early summer temperatures rise. The Russians use the same tactics over and over again. They shell for several hours, for three, four, five hours in a row, and then they attack. Those who attack die, then the shelling and attack follow again, so on until they break through somewhere. And the enduring misery, the battlefield underlies a tilting strategic landscape. The situation in the country's east marks a shift from an earlier stage of war when staunch Ukrainian defenses forced a broad Russian retreat in Kiev and other areas, increasing confidence among Ukrainians and their Western backers about the prospect of all-out victory over a poorly organized and equipped Russian force. Having now regrouped, Russian troops are making incremental but steady progress in their campaign in the east and are regularly employing heavy flamethrowers and long-range artillery that Ukrainian forces lack, leaving Kiev on the back foot, they wrote, the Ukrainian resistance has made the fight a slog for Russian forces. Moscow is inching closer to encircling Ukraine's biggest strongholds in the Donbass region while fighting on a territory contiguous to Russia with easier supply lines. And it goes on. In the end, they're trying to encircle the Ukrainian army, the bulk of it, which is in the east. You've been hearing stories. Oh, look at all the weaponry we've gotten to the Ukraine. Oh, it's $40 billion. Oh, look at this. Look at that. But they will not give them the long-range missiles and the long-range artillery. They will not give it to them so they can take the fight to the Russians. And they say their concern is that the Ukrainians will attack inside Russia. So the Ukrainians can't hit these bastards on the other side of the river and hit them where they need to hit them. Where they're dug in. I don't care. You hear these people on TV. Here's Colonel What's-His-Ass and uh, retired General... Uh, and, uh, and uh, Here's the bottom line. We're not giving them what they need. 
When they're fighting in their territory, it's one thing. But they're fighting on the border with Russia right now, and Russia's pulverizing them with these long-range uh, howitzer-type uh, armor, or weaponry, I should say, and these missiles, including cruise missiles. They don't have any of this stuff. They don't have jets. Oh, Mark, you're a war hawk. I'm so sick of people say these stupid things. I'm so sick of it. Unfortunately, one day I'll be proven right, but it'll be too late. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me ask you a question. Do you see freedom breaking out anywhere in this country? Anywhere? No, you don't, because it's not. That's not the way it's supposed to be. A horrific shooting occurs in Buffalo. A horrific shooting occurs in Ovalde, Texas. And your liberties are under attack. And these proposals, as far as I see them, aren't going to change a damn thing. We have this horrendous virus, thanks to the lab in Wuhan, China. And your liberties are under attack. And this is the problem with the Democrat Party and its totalitarianism. You see that there's not a single justice system here. You see what happened with the rioters in the summer of 2020, how they were treated with celebrity almost by the media how they were attacking police, attacking institutions. They were praised. Then you see how people were treated. And I'm speaking of those who were merely, quote-unquote, parading or on the Capitol grounds. You see how Joe Biden is treated and his family is treated, despite all the corruption and the money and the laundering of money to Biden and to his kid and to others. The disinterest, the lack of a federal investigation into Biden. And yet now we know there's a grand jury investigating. I am going to tell you flat out, appears Trump world. There's been no committee set up in Congress to investigate the ties between the Biden family and one corrupt regime after another. The Biden family received millions, tens of millions of dollars. Peter Schweitzer puts the number of over 30 million. Even NBC puts it at over 11 million. We've never seen anything like this. As if that wouldn't affect foreign policy and national security while they're chasing Trump on the monuments clause because he had a hotel in Washington where some foreigners may have stayed. And we see this lawyer. I've never seen it a stronger case. Apart from an absolute confession. But we have jury nullification. We have three jurors who donated to the Hillary campaign. One who dated, donated to OAC's campaign and another apparently had a daughter on the same athletic team 
as the defendant's daughter. We had a judge whose certain rulings were really quite outrageous and how he was narrowing the scope of the prosecution's case. Appointed by Obama, his wife, represented Lisa, what was her name? Not Peter Strzok, the other one. Doesn't matter. Lisa Page? You've got conflicts of interest all over the place. Where the hell is the D.C. Bar? Where the hell is the American Bar Association? It's shocking. Shocking. So, no. You have Joe Biden violating federal immigration laws in violation of Article 2 of the Constitution. He took an oath to faithfully execute the laws. The Supreme Court's been clear. The Constitution's clear. It doesn't say the laws you agree with. Faithfully execute the laws. He's faithfully executing the enforcement of the laws. That is, killing it off. And the Attorney General of the United States is busy chasing parents. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We shall overcome. I will see you tomorrow. Come back. We'll keep pressing. God bless.